This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into daily life. This week is episode 40, which means it's a very special episode, our first holiday-themed episode. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, last week we talked about your voice. And now I want to talk about my voice because I'm kind of losing my voice. So sorry about my hoarseness. You sound very alluring, Greg. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And since Thanksgiving is tomorrow, I want to say I'm grateful to have a sister I actually like talking to. Oh, what a nice sister. But so before we launch into our cornucopia of try this at homes. Yes. Um, let's, let, Elizabeth, let's talk about what we do, what our traditions are for the holidays, how we divide them up and divvy them up over with our families. Yeah, well, I am the classic every other year, you know, our family in-laws. I think that's, you know, what a lot of people do. So Thanksgiving, one year with mom and dad and you, and or you're never there for Thanksgiving. We'll get to that. But uh, so I'm every other year and I love it because I really enjoy the holidays with both families. So it works out well. And I'm lucky because I love my in-laws. I think it's a harder thing if you don't like your in-laws, <laughs> but luckily I enjoy being with mine a lot. Um, so, and then when I am home for Thanksgiving, we have a great tradition of going to the Schultzes, our, one of, you know, one of our family's best friends for Thanksgiving because they live in an apartment that overlooks the plaza, which is a shopping area in Kansas City. And every Thanksgiving, the plaza at night turns on the Christmas lights. And it's like, that's the beginning of the holiday season in Kansas City. So it's a big deal to just watch the lights go on. Yeah, that's super festive. And then also because your in-laws live fairly near you, you don't really have to like deal with airports and stuff half the years, which is nice. 
Yeah. So that's always the advantage of not going home is that I'm not going to the airport. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it once I get there, but getting there, of course, is always a hassle. What do you do? Yeah. So we divide it up in a different way. So um, my in-laws, and it works very well for both families because my in-laws are thrilled because they always get Thanksgiving and Passover, ah. which are the two holidays that are really important to them. And because they get Thanksgiving and Passover, then mom and dad and you half the time get Christmas. So we go home for Christmas every single year. And we have Thanksgiving here in New York City. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law are these fantastic cooks. And so they cook every year. And so the way it divides up, it sort of makes everybody happy. It works out well. Yeah, and you and I are lucky since neither of us cook that yeah. you have a brother-in-law and sister-in-law <laughs> who are great cooks. And I'm lucky because my sister-in-law, Michelle, and um, her husband, Tim, really like to host. And they're also great cooks. So it uh, works out well for me. <laughs> yes. um, and I bring wine and rolls store-bought. And a good, good cheer. Um, but, yeah. and, but here's yeah. here's a great example I thought of a family that was sort of dealing with the divvying up question in, in a really imaginative way. So I, I, I was at a book signing and somebody told me what she did. She's an adult and she has eight adult brothers and sisters. They're all married, you know, have kids of their own. And they were doing the trading off thing. And so they realized that they were never together, all the brothers and sisters with their parents. So they started a tradition of thanksmas. Mm. So they pick a weekend in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, just a random weekend. And, the, and they go home for that weekend. And so they're all there. So the good news is they're traveling on an off weekend, so they don't have to deal with the, cr the craziness. But all the spouses like it because then they can have one of the, a major holiday with their families. And so I was like, well, what a perfect solution to a lot of different problems. And of course, I just love the word thanksmas. Yeah, that Brilliant. is awesome. I love that. So that's a perfect sort of segue to all our try this at homes. We asked for ideas about how to keep the holidays happier, healthier, and calmer. We got so many ideas, starting with Thanksgiving and then all the holidays that follow um, through the new year, everything that people are celebrating and also getting stressed out about. All right, well, let's dive into our try this at homes. The first one is from Heather. Heather says, one of the best holiday tips I've ever received was to take a little time before the season begins to ask each family member what two or three things really make Christmas special to them. Carve out time to talk it over with each person so they don't feed off each other and turn it into a massive unrealistic agenda. Once you've heard from everyone, and don't forget to add your own, write those items out on a Christmas bucket list and make doing things together your top priorities for the season. I'm usually surprised by what makes it on or more often by what doesn't. Keeping up traditions that no one cares about is stressful and unnecessary. Most of the time, it's the simple little things that we take for granted. Driving around and looking at lights or watching a holiday classic while wrapping presents that bring our loved ones the greatest joy. And I love that because I love the idea of not holding on to traditions that nobody likes. Yeah, it's like serving the cranberry sauce that nobody ever eats. Exactly. But, you know, you're like, why, why are we even bothering to go through this? Yeah, no, it's like really pay attention to the things that matter. And then you have more time and energy for the things that really give you that holiday spirit, and then you let go of the things that are just a burden. And along those lines, we have a voicemail from Harper in Philadelphia. My try this at home for the holidays is stop cooking Christmas Eve dinner. Between preparing for Santa and getting to church, cooking a big meal and then cleaning it up is just too much. 
My family goes to the Indian buffet and we love it. It's now a tradition. Gretch, what I love about this is that it's dropping one really, you know, time consuming, laborious tradition and replacing it with something that is meaningful and fun and easy for everyone. But it's still a tradition. It still has meaning. It still gives you that feeling of like, oh, every year this is what we do. It's very satisfying. It's just a lot easier. Yeah, I think maybe because I love Indian food, I should suggest to Adam that we have like a post-Thanksgiving Day Indian buffet tradition or something or post-Christmas because I love tikka masala. (laughs) And here's uh, Amelia who has more advice about dealing with holiday cooking. Hi, my name is Amelia. I am from northern Utah. One thing is don't try new recipes when you have to host um, a holiday party. I always have my tried and true recipes that I know I'm good at, I know I'll execute it well, and I know people will love it. I don't try new recipes at the holidays. Another thing that I do at the holidays that works really well for me is when I'm cleaning my house, if I see something that really needs to be cleaned but I know nobody's going to know it was cleaned but me, I skip over it and I just clean the really big stuff. Thanks. Well, that's that's great advice. And also, I think one of the things about the holidays is everybody wants everything to be the same. Like, they want the same kind of turkey and the same kind of sweet potatoes. It's not a time when people are looking for kind of zany new approaches. So I think that's that's really true. Um, And I asked a friend of mine um, about her try this at home, and her advice was buy your gravy. Because she said making gravy is very difficult and you can buy great gravy. And, like, instead of making it when you're all dressed up and at the last minute you just buy it. Um, So there's a lot of shortcuts. There's a lot of things that you can do to make that part of it easier. So, Gretch, this next Try This at Home comes from Julia, who has advice um, that I found very interesting. She says, one way that I have established a happier, healthier holiday at home with my folks is to remember my core values. I love spending time with my family, but I also love spending one-on-one time either on my own or showing my husband around my town. In order to do that more freely and in a fun way, we stay at a local inn instead of staying with my parents. I made it very clear to my parents why we wanted to do that and how annoying we could be if we stayed with them, late night bar trip, etc. And it works out beautifully. I get to help craft a fun four days at home with so much less stress and still lots of family time. So this, um, I think a lot of people would love to stay at an inn when they go home. A lot of, probably a lot of wives and husbands of the people (laughs) especially would. Uh, But Gretchen, you and I would never do that. No, no, that's just totally off the table. No, you're staying, we're staying at home. Yeah. 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 Our parents want us there. And we, I love getting up in the morning and drinking coffee and everybody being there. That's kind of a lot of the fun. Yeah, it's total immersion. Yes, that's our way. But I think it's good to remember that you should think about every aspect of it and think, well, is there a way to fix this so that we can have more of everything that we love um, and take away some of the things that maybe are making it less satisfying? Um, for us, being there is really important. Yeah, because the truth is, if it if it's not fun to stay somewhere, then don't do it. Right. You know? Right. Right. I agree. Right. Okay, Gretchen, our next Try This at Home is from Shannon, and it actually involves you. Hi, this is Shannon from Baltimore, and Gretchen and Elizabeth, I'm really loving the podcast. I really look forward to it every week. My comment was in response to your request for uh, things that help us through the holidays, and 
I have to say that Gretchen's post on how to deal with difficult family members is a classic, and I read that every year before the holiday season when I know I'm going to see family members. I just It's fantastic advice on a number of levels. So thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Bye. Yeah, Gretchen, so your holiday post has a ton of good advice and people should definitely go and read the whole thing. But let's hit a few of the highlights. Thank you, Shannon. That's so nice. It's so nice to write something and have someone to really appreciate it. So thank you for that gold star. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the points that I make in there that I certainly remind myself of a lot um, is that as best you can, it's helpful to play your part in the tradition. Um, because for some people, traditions are really important. And for some people, they're just not as important. But if it's really important for someone else, you can choose to go along out of love because it's important to them. So you might be irritated because your brother insists on having exactly the same food every Thanksgiving, or your mother freaks out when you say that you want to eat dinner earlier because of your little kids. Um, but I, to the best that we can, if we can be patient and play our part, it just creates a nicer atmosphere for everyone. And in the long run, research shows traditions and rituals do tend to help us sustain happiness and family bonds. So you can choose to do something out of love, even if you yourself don't think it's that important to do everything exactly the same way every year. <laughs> and Gretch, I don't know if I heard this phrase from you or someone else. If you can't get out of it, get into it. <laughs> Right. You know, right. It's like if if decorating the tree is going to happen, whether you want it to or not, then just get into it and hang those ornaments and listen to those carols. I happen to love decorating the tree, but others don't. Yeah. But then also there's the flip side to that, because maybe you're the one that needs to go along with the person who wants everything to be exactly the same and wants it to be perfect. Or maybe you're the one that wants everything to be perfect. And so if you are the one who really gets agitated when something's different or something doesn't go right, it's helpful if you try to ease up on yourself and, and ease up on everybody else so you can enjoy the day no matter what happens, even if it isn't picture perfect. Um, I mean, I know I've talked about this before. I gave a gold star to mom when she told me the things that go wrong often make the best memories. And it's really true. So it might be the year that the turkey burns to a crisp or the Christmas tree like falls down or whatever it is. Um, that might in the end be the memory that you hang on to the most. Um, but so if you do get really upset, if other people aren't that cooperative, try to ease up and so that you have a happy day and not one like filled with shouting and nagging. <laughs> That's good. I think, yes, those of us who can be get anxious and stressed about things, you know, fulfilling the vision um, would do well to just let it go. Because the thing is, you don't it would be so ironic if you were fussing so much about making it perfect that you kind of ruined it. And that can definitely happen. Yeah. Another suggestion you have, which uh, I think a lot of people should heed is don't drink too much alcohol. People like to drink in the holidays. Yeah, and it can seem festive and fun to drink or, you know, or to keep pouring drinks for somebody else. But it's easy to lose track of how much you're drinking. Um, and the thing is, alcohol makes some people feel merry, um, but it also makes people feel combative and self-pitying and lowers their inhibitions in a way that is uh, can be destructive. And I mean, Alyssa, you know about me, like I basically had to give up drinking because it makes me so belligerent and awful that I just, <laughs> I'm like so bad to be around. I basically had to give it up. Um, I actually enjoy you, your, you in that state because I find it amusing. But yes, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. You do not dispute it. No. 
<laughs> don't dispute it. And as we all know, I mean, the holidays are exactly the time when you shouldn't put your let your inhibitions down about what you're saying around the family. Um, it's probably alcohol that leads to so many of these dramatic holiday dinners that, you know, one always hears about, right? And here's the flip side of that as well, which is that if other people be seem to be trying to curb their drinking or their eating for that matter, you know, and like are saying no or passing or, you know, respect that. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't make them feel self-conscious. But sometimes people feel like it's their place to really urge people to indulge. But if people are saying, you know, that's enough for me, I think in the long run, everybody's happier if you respect and honor that. Agreed. Okay, now, Gretch, as we go on, I have to say a lot of people talked about gift giving and pretty much everyone agrees that putting less emphasis on buying gifts is a good thing. You know, in our family for Christmas, we draw names for stocking. So each person has, you know, has uh, one other person. We call it, you know, the stocking. It's this whatever gifts you're going to give. Yeah. Um, and then you that's the only person you have to buy a gift for aside from the kids. And it just makes everything a lot easier, especially for mom, because before we started drawing names, mom <laughs> did everyone's stocking yeah. and we all just did hers together. <laughs> and even that, she probably did most of hers. So we've been doing this, gosh, uh, 50, 20 years, uh, probably. Yeah, a long time. And it's really nice because you just focus on that one part. And I think it's actually really good to really focus in on somebody and think about, well, what are their likes and what are their interests? And, you know, what would be like a fun thing for them? But because it's just one person, it feels a lot more manageable. Yeah. And we do the same thing in Adam's family, by wow. the way. I didn't know Which, that. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. And here is a try this at home about buying presents from Eliza in Boston. She says... Sometimes the last minute rush of buying gifts can be stressful. Something I do that takes away from some of the stress of buying gifts is to buy them on the spot when I see something that would be perfect for a loved one. That way, I both have a great story of how I thought of them when I saw that gift and also don't have to stress as much about buying gifts for birthdays and holidays since I have a stash of gifts already. Also, my gift drawer makes me happy because it makes me think about the people I care about. I mean, this is so smart. It really is. You know, do it all year long. That's really smart. Yeah, I know. I know sometimes I'll think like, oh, I should remember this for Christmas for someone. And I never do. <laughs> right. And then I go, oh, I should make a list. But if I make a li made a list, I'd have no idea where I put the list. Well, and I have to say, I'm an underbuyer. And underbuyers are always trying to avoid any occasion for buying. And um, that, and instead, I should really go out of my way anytime I think, oh, this would make a great gift. Probably even for myself. And then I could just give yes. it to the person who had me for stocking, which is always appreciated by the stocking giver um, right. if you buy your own presents. Um, and I love the idea of putting it in a gift drawer because often, you know, you stash something away and then you can't find it. So here she yes. has them all consolidated. Very smart. Yeah, I think I'm going to do this one. Because I actually enjoy buying gifts, I have to say. I'm not one of those people who always wants to, like, get rid of gifts. The whole, You know, I, I like the whole gift process. I like that Christmas morning feeling. I do, too. I do, too. I don't like the gift buying very much, but I, I feel like the gift exchange, there's actually something very important about that and, very, and really happiness boosting. Just knowing that somebody went out of their way and was thinking of you and 
made an effort to pick out something that you liked. Um, and it's fun to have a little mission. Like I go and buy my maple sugar candy for Jamie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's nice. It's nice. But Alyssa, speaking of buying, you and I often take advantage of any opportunity to not have to go do an errand. And so I loved this, uh, tried this at home from Kate um, about how to skip the uh, the owner's process of picking out a Christmas tree. She says, I love a fresh Christmas tree. Nothing can compete with that smell, but I hate the hassle of buying one. The crowds, tying it on the roof of the car and trying to drive with a tree on your car, taking precious weekend time to pick out a tree, and then it often dies quickly anyway. So for the last several years, we've ordered a fresh cut Christmas tree online. I placed the order sometime in November, and in early December, a fresh Christmas tree arrives on my front porch. All the trees I've bought online have been the most beautiful trees we've had, and they stay fresh and green for over a month. I, did, I mean, there's just nothing that you can't buy online. <laughs> I know. This I is would a never new one. have thought. I know. I would never have thought you could buy a Christmas tree online. I would have thought that's like at the bottom of the list, but sure enough, she says she hates crowds and errands. Here's the solution. The funny thing is, I always think of buying a Christmas tree as such a fun activity, but it just goes to show you not everybody enjoys it. Right. So, again, it's like, have the traditions that work for you. If you love the tradition of going and picking out the Christmas tree, that's great. And if you don't like it, figure out a way to do it a different way so you have more time to bake gingerbread cookies or whatever it is. Speaking of gingerbread cookies, Scratch, a lot of people um, chimed in about eating in the holidays. And we've already mentioned it, but it's always a challenge that sort of eating fest begins at Thanksgiving and can last through New Year's. Renee had a good suggestion. She says, I'm a weight management counselor and the five-week food orgy from the fourth Thursday in November to New Year's Day can be challenging for maintenance. The holidays are a celebration and celebration in Western culture means feasting. So feast on the holiday, maybe the eve, and try to maintain in between. So in other words, she's saying... Eat on Christmas Day, on Thanksgiving Day, but mm. don't take that whole week <laughs> to, you know, eat as many cookies as you possibly can. Yeah. No, I mean, and better than before in the loopholes, it's the holidays. That's a major loophole that people invoke. And I mean, and the holiday season is long. Um, so she's right. A holiday is not the holiday season. And one of our listeners, Jessica, wrote in a comment that several people echoed um, about another way to eat healthier. And Jessica writes... Here's my tip to help stay healthy around the holiday, which I got from my mother. Don't eat anything that isn't homemade. Store-bought cookies aren't special, and they're not worth eating unhealthily. But do enjoy special treats made by friends and family. So that's good. You know, if it's homemade, if it's special, yes. Just store-bought, something you can have anytime. Eh. Yeah, the only caveat I would say to that is there are also certain things that you only eat in the holidays that you might add in, like in our case... I mean, not really, but theoretically it could be Topsy's popcorn. Mm. Um, I know you wouldn't eat Topsy's popcorn, no. and I would try not to. But that <laughs> would be something that if I were going to make an exception for something that wasn't homemade, uh, something that just, you know, is part of your sort of holiday tradition might include in that too. Right. So it was amazing to get all these terrific, and we have even more. I wish we had some more time to share them all because we got so many fantastic ideas for how to keep the holidays a happy, healthy, calm time. 
I know, Gretch. Whenever we have an episode where we ask the listeners to, you know, offer suggestions and questions, I feel like we always need a follow-up episode because we just get <laughs> so many good yes. ideas and comments and questions. Yeah, yeah. So thank you all. And so many ideas for ourselves. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretch. So now we're going to talk about what makes a holiday the holiday for you. What's that essential ingredient? Um, you know, for me, as I mentioned before, stuffing really <laughs> makes me feel like I'm in the holiday spirit. Like I could never give up stuffing on Thanksgiving and Christmas. But another thing that makes me feel like it's the holiday is the sort of relaxing into the whole day. In other words, you're not just going to someone's house for two hours. You know, you're going to the idea that you're going to be there the whole day that there's multiple steps, there's sort of hanging out before the meal, then there's a really long meal, then there's a break, then there's dessert, then there's more talking. Um, I just love that feeling of just really settling in with everybody. How about you? Well, one of the things that's the essential element of the holiday for us, I think, is is the parade. So the, the, we live in New York City, and there's the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, do we go? No, we don't. Do we go see the, the, the floats get blown up? No, we don't do that. All we do is we turn it on TV, and it's sort of in the background during the day. But I feel like it has to be there. For it to feel like Thanksgiving, there's like just that, there's that music, and we kind of wander in and out, and and comment on it and it's just an, it's just important that it be there if we if we couldn't have the parade on tv it just wouldn't feel like thanksgiving and you know gretch what i would say used to be a holiday thing for you is sweet potatoes with marshmallows oh yeah that was my for a long time for many 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 years that was my favorite food it might still be my favorite food but i don't eat it anymore since i'm like this super low carb person now um, but yeah, that was that was my stuffing. And I have to say, as your sister, it does make me sad that you don't eat the sweet potatoes because I feel like part of our childhood has been squashed with that because it's like, oh. oh, it's just gone, you know. Oh. Um, but, you know, I live with it for, <laughs> for you. But it does make me sad. I got to be honest. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. One thing that still makes the holiday the holiday, I think, for both of us probably, is getting a new Christmas ornament. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, this was crucial. We were very lucky in that every year we each got a new ornament for Christmas. It was um, mom loves ornaments and decorations, as I'm sure we've talked about. 
And that, and we, every year we would get a new ornament and write down the year and what the ornament was. And it's just sort of another kind of, I don't know, diary of your life or something. Oh, no. I mean, I remember vividly being five years old and picking out my, you know, gl blown glass, you know, Cupid or whatever it was. And, and uh, my red velvet mittens that had the gold fringe that you drape over the thing. I mean, yes. they're so, we spent a lot of time picking them out. We could get one even if it was pretty expensive. Like mom would kind of, she would spot us for a pretty, for an ornament that was pretty fancy, if that's what our heart was set on. And it's so fun. And the thing that's amazing is like, I have the box, the boxes that I had when I was little that they were in, you know, like they were giant sort of department store boxes that we stored them in and they're falling apart but I would never replace them it's the whole it's the whole thing the whole even those boxes are nostalgic because they're for department stores that no longer exist like Swanson's and Hartsfeld's and Halls well Halls is still and there halls. but not the yeah. one not the one near our house um, yeah, no, it's all bound up in, in, in the, the ritual, the tradition. It's so full of memories. Um, and it was great to hear from listeners about what for them made the holidays the holiday. Oh, yeah. We have so many good ones. For Leanna, she makes sure she watches her 15 favorite Christmas movies between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Oh, that's great. Oh, and you know, speaking of movies, I have a friend every New Year's Day, she and her family watch the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, oh, that's yeah, great. and like they really watch it. It's not like you're chit chatting. It's like they sit there and nobody can talk and everybody just sits and watches. I would like, I would love that. That sounds like you would. I would. You would. I would love that. Um, okay. And this comes from Kate, who also has a question. The thing I need for the holidays is a family, a fire, and cold weather. This year, my boyfriend and I are celebrating the holidays together for the first time and are traveling to Florida for Thanksgiving with his family. Any tips on how not to be filled with nostalgia for my usual cold weather, wood fire, New England family filled holiday during this very exciting step in our life? Oh, well, Elizabeth, you know, you know what this is like, right? Living in L.A. Yeah, absolutely. It was so bizarre to me the first time that I spent Christmas, especially in Los Angeles. And Adam and I were married by that point. We, we did separate Christmases right up until we got married. And it really felt bizarre to have it be 75 degrees on Christmas. It just, I was like, how can this feel like Christmas? So I totally relate to what Kate is saying. And you know what I, it's just over time, the first time it is really bizarre and it's just, you're gonna have to get used to it. Uh, but over time, because it's your tradition and your holiday, it seems like part of it for the weather to be whatever it is. So you just go, oh, hey, I'm in Florida. Isn't it, isn't it fun that you have palm trees with twinkle lights on them? You know, and that becomes its own thing. And the truth is not having to go out in horrible weather, worry about driving, all of that has such big advantages that she might find she actually likes being in the warm <laughs> weather for the holidays. Because you know what? You can still light a fire. Right. Um, well, speaking of twinkle lights, another Gretchen wrote to say, white twinkle lights make the holiday for me. They add sparkle to dark nights and give the season a hint of magical mystery. I love that they're secular, so serve as a welcome decoration for all. One year, I hesitated to take the twinkle lights down from the outdoor trees surrounding my flat when the season ended. What a gift. My neighbors would come by and ask, can you turn on the twinkle lights? Now, I love twinkle lights. I, that's, that's a great oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Gretch, this comes from Denise in Houston. She says, when I married my husband, I brought a five-year-old and he brought an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old to the marriage. We decided to come up with a new tradition for the holidays for our new family. It was such a great idea because it didn't lend itself to comparisons of your old life and was something exciting and new to look forward to. We chose to get together on a Saturday night a few weeks before Christmas. Everyone brought their own choice for holiday music that we rotated. I made hot chocolate in a special glass carafe and we made cookies from the Pillsbury pre-made holiday cookie dough. We then decorated our Christmas tree and every year we could bring a special ornament commemorating a fun time we all had together in the prior year. That started 17 years ago, and we still look forward to it every year and include spouses and grandchildren now. And again, it's back to this idea of, you know, and I hate to use the word mindfulness, but it just it comes up over and over again when you're talking about happiness, which is the more you sort of take the time to think about, well, what are those essential elements? What has to be there in order for the holiday to feel like a holiday for you? And you make sure that that's incorporated and then you let the stuff that you don't enjoy or nobody really gets anything out of, you let that fall away. Then you have more time to enjoy the things that are really central to the holiday experience. Finally, Gretch, one last holiday essential comes from our very own uh, Henry Malofsky. Yay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Happy Hi, Thanksgiving. Henry. Happy Thanksgiving. Bring it on. What, Happy what have Thanksgiving. You, what's your try this at home? What, oh, um, my essential, essential, it can be a try this at home. My family has recently in like the past few years started doing something called Thanksgifting. Have you guys heard about Thanksgiving? No, that's great. Uh, we don't have Christmas because we are Jewish. And so a fun way for us to exchange gifts when we're all together for Thanksgiving is we all buy um, little cheap fun toys and gifts that are, I think the price limit is like $20. And we throw the after Thanksgiving meal when everyone is done eating and before we eat dessert, we, um, we sit around in the, like the living room with the fire and everything and we put them in a pile and draw numbers out of a hat, which gives everybody an order. Ah. And then you can pick any present you want, some of which are wrapped and some of which aren't. So there's like kind of a mystery to which present you'll get. And then you can either keep your present or if it, the next person after you can steal your present. And then, it, you know, it gets into this like Ooh. competition for oh. who wants like the silly box of chocolates or who wants what, <laughs> you know, whatever the funny gifts are. And it, it's totally joke gifts. There's nothing very valuable or serious in there, but it's a fun Thanksgiving tradition. That sounds like so much fun. That's Thanksgiving. Awesome. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. That's great. Try it at home. Yeah. Holiday excellent. essential. Yeah, because there is, I think it's like you said, Elizabeth, there is something very nice about exchanging gifts as long as it doesn't become a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's a very stress-free way to do it. Yeah. This sounds like low pressure. Yeah. Fun. And it gives you that, what, what did you say? Like a talking Furby. It's like, yeah, you know you want to buy that talking Furby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now you can do it. God, no, it's for my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. 
And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, demerits and gold stars. Elizabeth, you're up for the demerit. Yeah, well, it's very fitting, Gretch. Um, we were just talking about twinkle lights. Mm-hmm. And I have a twinkle light demerit. Very oh. fitting for this holiday season. <laughs> Several years ago, I had twinkle lights put up on our house for Christmas uh, because I love them and Jack loves them and Adam loves them. And I was supposed to, after Christmas, call the guy who put them up and have him come take them down. And you can guess what happens next in this story. <laughs> I never called him. <laughs> And the longer the time went, the harder it seemed to call him and ask him to come take down the twinkle lights. And so they have been hanging ever since, you know, now, of course, they don't work because they've been all messed up (laughs) from, you know, whatever. So I have these lights that are useless and an eyesore and I don't have the twinkle lights for Christmas. So it's just everything bad. And I actually can't believe I've never done this demerit before because, you know, it's it's been ongoing for years. Is it like the um, kind of thing where every time you you pull it into the driveway, you're like, man, I should do something about this. Exactly. <laughs> no. And they're dangling. It's embarrassing, frankly. Um, so that's my demerit. So by this time next year, when we do our holiday episode, <laughs> I'm going to have brand new uh, you know, a brand new system for my twinkle lights that actually, you know, works. But not by this holiday season, by next holiday no, season. No, no, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable for that. I, You know, I'm going to write that in my calendar. And next November 1st, I'm going to call you and say, what's the status of the twinkle lights? I know you will. And I'll appreciate oh, well, that. You know, I would do the same thing, except I would probably never call to have them put in. But at least I, yeah, I started out on the right foot. I just didn't continue. Um, but Gretch, what is your gold star this week? Well, see, I think the gold star fits with your demerit very perfectly. Um, because I think what is revealed in your demerit, and it is a demerit that I would obviously share if I was in your situation in Los Angeles, um, is that we're not very good at like putting together these Christmas decorations and doing all the errands and purchasing and, and pulling together to add that kind of lovely element to the holiday. And I want to give a gold star to mom because in recognition of my own personal limitations here, (laughs) mom like assembled a bunch of decorations for me and just sort of gave them to me. And I'm thinking particularly of Halloween. Ah. Now, Halloween is a really fun holiday because it's super festive, but there's not that much work. And mom gave me these two giant boxes of these sort of pumpkin heads that are like I, I can't really describe them. They're like pumpkin heads with faces on them. They're super Halloween-y. They're really cool looking. 
And she had used them herself as a decoration. And she gave me pictures of how she did it. Oh, wow. And so every Halloween, I just pull out the boxes and I look at the pictures and then I try to recreate it as much as I can. And it looks fantastic because she's so great at at assembling things like that. Um, And everybody who comes to our house is like, oh, my gosh, I love your house. It's so beautifully decorated for Halloween. And but it's like ready made kit because I would never have gone out. I would never have had the imagination to put them together and I would never have had the wherewithal to go out and buy them and collect them over the years. And so I'm so grateful that she gave them to me because we get so much pleasure out of them. And sort of for Christmas, too, like we have our our our, uh, our ornaments that we were talking about before, our kind of collection over the years. And then she's also like bought me these tabletop goose feather trees that we can put them on. And she's sort of given me a lot of help so that we can because I do love having a house that's really decorated for the holidays, but it's it's hard for me to put it together. So she kind of, you know, gave me the training she wheels helps. that I needed. Yeah. So gold star for that. Yeah, go mom. She knows us so well. Yes, she does. Yes. And like work with what you've got. Um, I can bring a box out of storage in the out of basement storage and unload, unpack them and arrange them. But I will not. That's that's taxing me to my uttermost, I would say. (laughs) Gold star mom. Yes. So that's it for this episode of Happier. Uh, let us know if you tried any of the try this at homes from listeners and what worked for you. It was so fun. Thanks again. We got so much out of it. Um, but we have further questions for you. We're going to do a roundup episode in a couple episodes about the four tendencies. We did the four special episodes on the four tendencies, and we have heard so much from listeners um, on how they feel about their tendencies and other people's tendencies and how they think about it. So we want to do a roundup episode. And I want to throw out a few more questions for you to think about and get in touch with us and let us know um, uh, your thoughts because we just, it's so fascinating. So here's a couple questions to ponder and to get get in touch with us if you have something interesting to say. Now, what do you do for work and how do you think it does or doesn't reflect your tendency? So this is like, how does your career line up with your tendency? And if you use it, if you use the four tendencies at work, like you work in healthcare, you're a teacher, or you, you hire people, what have you noticed about how the four tendencies might help you do a better job as you're working with other people? And also, how does it influence your romantic relationships, you and your sweetheart, and how you get to get get how you work together easily or not easily? Um, so those are just some questions we would love to hear from you um, if you have further thoughts about the four tendencies. Thanks to our producer Henry Malofsky. We are very thankful to him as well as to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers of Panoply for all the work they do on this podcast. Yes. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. To look up any info or notes related to this episode, go to happiercast.com slash 40. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And stay tuned because just after this, we're going to play a Thanksgiving poem read by my son, Jack, to get you in the mood. Oh, yes, it will definitely get you in the mood for Thanksgiving. I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. Time to be a turkey. Time to be a turkey. Wobble, wobble, wobble. Time to be a turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Thanks. 
Thanksgiving Day is coming and that's no fun. So it's time to be a turkey who can fly, fly, fly. <laughs> By Carol Quinn. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.